podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Road End Podcast, where each week we will speak to a new guest, get to know them and talk all things Liverpool. Hello everyone, welcome to the Road End Podcast. I'm happy to say today I'm joined by David Jags from the Ragamuffins. David's a big LFC fan and as you'll know, the band love Belt and Liverpool song out. So thanks for joining, how are you? I'm good, yeah. It was, me, it was actually my birthday yesterday, so feeling a bit uh, a bit tender, but you know, got to deal with those things, haven't you? Dare I ask how old? <laughs> Too old. <laughs> right, so tell us a bit about you then, a bit about the band, how you've come about and how long have you been involved in music? Yeah, so I mean, the band's been gone for ages. Um, I mean, as you saw, obviously, this week, um, yeah, I saw something, obviously, the, the Cheap Drills just got involved in doing the new kit launch, haven't they? Yeah. So I was like thinking, yeah, I mean, we, we so I remember them kind of first coming out, and that was quite a while ago. So it's great that some a band that had been going a while, obviously, the Maybes were, you know, were involved in one of the other kit launches and that. And, um, but yeah, we, we, probably started around 2008 which is obviously quite a long time ago yeah uh obviously over that time it's been like member changes people have kind of gone to other things um, and like you know moved away and um so yeah we, we just like kind of like gradually released things done like gigs here and there and then yeah just like I've always had the, the sort of thing of you never really say no to things. So if someone comes up with like a crazy idea, you're like, yeah, that sounds great. Which meant that we shot like a music video on this like festival thing over in Sheffield and a thing called Two Weeks to Make It one time. Um, and it ended up getting previewed in the cinema. It meant that we went over to Italy um, for like a gig when someone sent us a message on MySpace of all things. And MySpace, I was like, wow. Oh, mate, do you know what? It was like the tail end of my space as well. And I was like, I'm sure I'm going to end up getting kidnapped or something here. But in the end, it was brilliant. And it, so it's just like if someone sends you a message, then rather than I'm always sort of like open minded about everything, I think, Do you know what? Let's give it a go. Let's, let's, let's see what happens. So, because uh, you have, I mean, you know, being in a band is like, it's, it's like a, it's an adventure in itself. So it's pointless being, we won't bother with that. So, How's um how is it then? So obviously traveling around the country and going to different places as a band, any crazy stories that you're allowed to say? Oh, yeah, I mean, I mean, the, I suppose the one thing is it's a, a lot of it is quite quite mundane, I guess, because you you end if if you've got to be, I mean, I mean one of the, one of the gigs I do regularly is you play um we, we play like an annual thing with 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 another band to play for at Blackpool Tower, mm. and you've got to be there at like four o'clock in the afternoon to set up and sound check. You don't play until eleven, so you 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 spend a lot of time sitting in dressing rooms, and that's not particularly fun. That's no. the lot. That's the that's the longest arrival to stage time of any any venue that you not not normally you're going on at about eight nine or something, and then yeah, that's that that's not that's not a particularly fun one. Especially, I mean, it's not if it was like the summer and you're in Blackpool, you'd be like, yeah, it's okay, little stroll, but it's like December, so it's like. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the a long way. The, 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 yeah, the coldest <laughs> pier in the world. The coldest pier in the world. Coldest seafront. Like hurricane strength winds blowing all you, blowing you while you're going in. So I'm assuming yeah, after so, that, you're all knackered as well. So there's no way. Uh, 
Well, the last, the one, the, the, the one we did last Christmas, um, there was a big fire. <laughs> there was a big fire at Blackpool Tower, so we were leaving the ballroom, like loading out, and then <laughs> as we're driving, driving out, it's like all these fire engines go fly, like flying past. It's like something going on. It wasn't us. So we could have been the last people to ever play a gig at Blackpool Tower. The soul band they played for. So. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like fortunately not. That would have been a good advert. <laughs> um, but even that, I mean, um, I mean, like I said, the Italy one. That was just that was one of the first things that was insane that we got asked to do when we were over there. So that our, our key put, keyboard player at the time, Jules, was about you know she's about five foot three. It's like mm. tiny, like, tiny little girl, and like we, I, I was having, I got, a, I was having a chat with some guy. He was a self self confessed Argentinian football hooligan. And, and I was like, okay, yeah. So he's telling, he's telling me things. And then that Jules is like, right, right, David, going to go. And he admonished it. He's like, you can't, you can't interrupt a conversation like that. She just pushed him and went, yes, I can. We're going. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> Dragging. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah, that could have all come on badly. But yeah. The band itself then, as people know, the Bobby song, it's off massively. I'd say from looking at the streams, the amount of streams it's had, I'm going to go with my lads done probably half of them. Yeah, you get that a lot. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's insane. It's like, um, so the reason I'm behind it was that was to raise money for food banks. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it was such a, what do you say, like a whirlwind, but it really was. Because obviously we would, we'd, we'd only started um, doing the gigs at the game. To be honest, I was, I was conscious of not wanting, of, of it wanting to be different than, than stuff like the boss guys do. Yeah. Because it'd look like a, you know, if you try and copy something like directly like that, it's just never going to work and it's never going to be as good. Mm. Um, so I was like, well, I basically got asked to start doing them when I ran into a mate of mine called Dan, goes under the name Rosenbloom, and he, he's just finished the uh, the Nicky Alt play at the, uh, the, Royal, the Royal Court. Yeah. So he's, yeah, he, I he went played, there Saturday. He's, he's, yeah. Brilliant. So he's the So Dan's the guitarist in that. He's quality. He, I've, oh, mate. I've not, well, I've known Dan for years. Do like a the songwriting organisation we're both in, and you know doing uh, like uh, flow our trumpet player, like does stuff for his band and everything. Um, so known Dan for years, and I was just doing a piano a piano bar gig in yeah Didsbury in Manchester. It's like a sun, Sunday afternoon. Got a, got a phone call from this agency. Can you can you just cover a gig? It's like a little bar gig, like about fifteen people in there, like no atmosphere whatsoever. Just like finish one of the sets, and I just like I just get this like tap on my shoulder. All right, Jags, how are you doing? It's like, hey, mate, what, what, and he, he kind of, he, he was over there with his girlfriend and then says like, oh, you know, I'm doing a lot of, a lot of work at, at Anfield at the minute. And he's like, oh, I'd love to do that, love to do that gig. And he's like, really? So he kind of phones the agency up there and then, goes, hey, mate, you know, you're always looking for bands. I've got my mate Dave, he's in a band. And, and so I think we then did the, the Tottenham game, which is the first one on the stage outside the, the, the club shop. Yeah, um, which is just she's just come back now, and then it just it went pretty well. So we got asked to do the week after, and and then we just did all the games until the rest of the season, more or less. But it was before the Barcelona game. We got introduced to Mark Kenny, who obviously we've worked with since on on different things. And then afterwards, there was like a, a chat going on the WhatsApp group, going, "Oh well, I'm going to be running something on the day of the final. If anyone wants." So I, I was I was chatting to him about that because I knew with our our little girl had only been born a couple of months before, so I was like this. I'm not going to be able to go to Madrid. Like it's just not going to happen. Yeah. So it's like I might as well try and take a 
<laughs> might as well try and take a gig to make sure I can get out the house on the day on the, on the day of the game. <laughs> make sure I'm out the make sure I'm out the house. So I'm not getting involved in like nappy changes when I'm, I'm like going to work. I'm going to work. Yeah, I'm going to work. <laughs> yeah, so just kind of get a chat with him. Mark shows me this single that he's that he, he was about to put out for the final, based around you know the interview that Jurgen gave, where I think he said like this, like this team, like you know, yeah, yes, he goes, oh yeah, it's a fucking team. And I'll be like when Jurgen says that, so I was like, oh. So, well, I'd like to do something with this. And we'd started playing like a full band version of the, of, of the Bobby song, which had, mm. which had only been going a couple, you know, a couple of months. I think it was like Porto away, it really got going. And like, it was like slightly different at the time. And we were like, well, obviously if we put it to like a samba rhythm, then it'll fit in to like the, the, the kind of, the fact that he's Brazilian. If we can't yeah. make it, just make it really big and lively. And then Mark, like, he goes, are you free for a phone call now? I was like, yeah. So he goes, right, I'll, I'll do this stuff for a record label. We've put out some charity records in the past. We, sh- we need to put this out, like, now. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, why not? So as ever, just say, yeah, sounds like a great <laughs> idea. Yeah, we sort of jokingly said on, like, like, obviously, like, uh, I think Redman TV came in and did, like, a, a making of the video. We got Ian Byrne and Dave Kelly down from the food bank. We, we were initially going to record it at Par Street. Yeah, and we said, and obviously we booked we booked a room at Par Street, and there've been like mixed messages. So Par Street thought we just wanted the room to do the the video in. So like we so like we're in we're in Par Street with all our gear ready to go. Oh, hang on. Oh, no. <laughs> are you are you are you need a studio? And we're like, well, we need to record this today. So in the end, we did like some little bits in Par Street. Then we kind of went over to like the only studio. In, like, in on uh, anywhere on Merseyside or anywhere nearby that we could get, which is one on like across the water. So we kind of went over to the Wirral and, and <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember what it's called, but we kind of did it, did it all in like about six hours, like got wow. all the takes down, everything, put it out on, I think we recorded it on the Tuesday and it was out by, it was out by the Friday because we are like, let's just, let's just get it, get the, get the ball rolling. And then it just started, started going from there so obviously we did we did the uh, LFC TV um, mm-hmm. like in the run up to the game with Ian Brody and I'm convinced there's some sort of mystical thing about like football hit records that is sort of like passed on through the ether by it's obviously you know biggest sort of you know football record certainly in the last 30 years obviously he's, he was involved in some I'm yeah. convinced there must have been something something to do with that but yeah, you know, so we did that. We did loads of kind of interviews and things. And then we did um, like BBC Breakfast on the day of the game as well, which is just crazy. For starters, having to get up at four o'clock on the, on, <laughs> on the day of the European Cup final, which, it, which isn't as hard as you, as you think because you've got sort of like cup final belly. But I can so, imagine the morning after was hard. <laughs> oh, well, no, well, you say this. I don't think I, I, I don't think I slept. I don't think I slept for another... So obviously, what what happened afterwards was just insane. When it, yeah, because we we we'd been asked, we'd been told that it's on the the Madrid playlist, and we just assumed that was like a Spotify thing mm. that like the club will put you on a, on a kind of playlist or something like this. And I was like, yeah, that's great, you know, not realizing it's yeah, if we win, <laughs> they're gonna lash it on around the stadium. Like, and it wasn't Crazy, it, it wasn't the case of it wasn't just the case of that they put it on. It was it was when they put it on. It was like. Straight after you'll never walk alone, and then bang! I was just like phones just going absolutely. Bizarre. I was gonna say I can't even imagine how that must have felt. Like I said, you know, we've been going a long time to get that sort of moment where you know mates of mine who have you know seen us playing like FC Sion in the in the Europa League yeah. on like the, on a Thursday night, and then you know and, and worse, <laughs> and then. 
And then all of a sudden, you know, you're there like there, and you're like, what's it, Jackie? Bloody hell. That's um, amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it was just that's, yeah, that was probably the best moment in, in my kind of career so far. And it was it was amazing. Has Bobby listened to it? Yeah, well, see, this was it. So we had we had no idea whether he, he was personally aware of it or anything. And then when he scored the winner in the yeah, yeah, the, 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 yeah, the, the one in the one in Qatar when he scored the winner and that, yeah, his uh, Larissa, his missus, uh, and all the family were watching it at home, uh, and it all and, and there was like a video she put of them basically playing the song. That's and amazing. And going like, <laughs> like <laughs> she's just absolutely incredible. And then uh, yeah, and because obviously at any time anything like this. So there was a one when Manny, Manny put it on when he was training in the gym. Yeah, <laughs> he was like singing along to that. <laughs> and then there was an, there was another one when uh, Bobby did like a little promo thing for. I think we were playing Tottenham. Uh, it, it was it was a, one of the lockdown games when he he scored the winner with like yeah. a last minute hit when Tim Sher, Sherwood was saying, "Oh, little player, I'm not they're threatened at all from these corners and then bang bullet." Head, like, <laughs> that was great, that man. Uh, well, yeah, but he was doing like a promo thing before, and they were doing like a quiz, and he won the quiz. And so to celebrate, he basically puts it on his phone. And a mate of mine who works at the Axel was saying that apparently he walks around playing it all the time. So, <laughs> so, so, so he's probably responsible for the other half of those players. Yeah. <laughs> You're looking at a Liverpool legend there playing your song. Yeah. Like, exactly. I'm incredibly proud of it. I really yeah. am. I mean, got like, there's mates of mine who support other teams who were like, yeah, it's actually quite a good record. It kind of holds up. Well, it is, isn't it? Because, and... you know, you get the usual football songs or, you'll, you know, even ones that are amazing themselves with guitars. But that whole samba feeling just gives it that extra bit, doesn't it? Especially yeah. with them being South American. Yeah, I, I, I think you can't take yourself too seriously when you when you when you do it. I mean, there was a video going this going on this week of a lad uh, doing like a, a Man United thing, and it was like people were absolutely like slating him. Yeah. But it's really hard. It's re- really, really, you, you've basically got to you've got to realize that it is a bit of a ridiculous thing. So it, yeah. but so it is. But you've just got to have a laugh with it. And ultimately, you know, I mean, we've done gigs like we did. We we had a gig in town immediately after the um, Europa League final when we got beat in Basel. Oof. And we'd obviously had it booked in for ages, and that was just hard. Yeah, it's to pick yourself hard. up. Oh, I mean, yeah, because it's one thing to pick the crowd up, but first of all, you've got to pick yourselves up and be like, yeah. I think, like yeah. anyone that night, though, it was a case of, do you know what? We've been beat, it was grim, but let's just let's just enjoy the ride, let's just get oh, blooded and crack on. <laughs> I, I, I think the biggest thing was it for that for that night was you sort of felt that there was a trajectory going up. And if we'd have been able to get into the Champions League at Klopp's first attempt, the players he'd assigned would have been potentially of a better calibre. Yeah. But ultimately, that's something we get Wijnaldum and Mane. The rest, is, and the rest is history. Exactly. So, you know, you can't... Oh, and, and, and Matip as well. So you're kind of looking at that and you're thinking, well, what was what was the lad at PSG that he originally wanted? He went, obviously went to PSG. Do you know what? Which, which, which in itself... Dra- Draxler. Draxler. Oh, yeah. Apparently, and he's so been he linked with us every year. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so there you go. So you know, so you know, sometimes what's the what's the Rolling Stones one? So you don't, you don't, you can't always get what you want, but sometimes you get what you need. And I think you know exactly that's it, right isn't that. it? So yeah, yeah. So you kind of think of the play. You think of how it might have panned out. So do you know? I've noticed you do the match day then at mm. the ground. So how did that come about? First of all, but also is that a regular thing now for you? Yeah, it's very much so. I mean, we we now do pretty much every match, uh, every match day at, at Hotel Anfield. 
yeah. which is um, like number 23 Anfield Road. It's here and Taggy's on the corner and then it's next door to Taggy's. Yeah, and it's amazing in there. Obviously, I started doing the one in there specifically when I think the, f- the first one was the day when we lifted the, 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 the league title, the, the Chelsea game. Yeah. Because obviously it was still sort of locked down. So they wanted to do something, but they wanted to do something in as ordered a way as they could because obviously they didn't want to get shut down because they, for Pisa and Allen, oh, I think they only opened the play on the on the day of the Bournemouth game, which would have been like the 7th of March 2020. So they got one Premier League game in. They got the one Champions League game, that athletic old game, and that was it. And then obviously they got shut down. So they didn't even have a month. So they didn't even have a month's worth of, of like PAYE or whatever. To, to, so they, they, they couldn't, they, they basically had to furlough all, done all the staff training, so they had to furlough the staff themselves, I think. They, they were they were keen to kind of try and get something going as soon as they yeah. possibly could. And it was, you know, when you, I mean, when you think back, it was just crackers, the, the, the way that you had to jump through hoops every time. And, you know, there's obviously rhymes and reasons of why, why it was the case, but it, it's just bonkers. But you, and, but you're there weekly now. And yeah, well, home so, yeah. games and mashing the tunes yeah, out. So How's the yeah, response? Yeah, it's brilliant. I mean, we, like I said, like I said before, it's like I mean, I'll, I'll do some of them on my own, but if I do them on my own, I try and like make it make it a bit different because there's, there's a lot, you know, there's obviously a lot of people now kind of doing playing Liverpool songs on on guitar and that. So obviously, I, yeah. I, I play piano. Yeah, so we do. Uh, you know, when we do them as a band, we try and we we do the thing where we'll, we'll play the Liverpool songs to full band so a lot of the stuff is bar stuff that we do because yeah. it just works really well a song out for Minamino um, when he when he when he arrived to the tune of Monkey Man which worked really well Minamino comes from Japan yeah, um, which is quite fun but we did like a, a Scar version of Post Cow to Tommy which went really well with the, the brass and everything and same for like the Van Dyke song and so but I, I try and do a lot of piano stuff as well so it would be like a bit different isn't it I don't think yeah. no one else <clears throat> really does that and a lot of the songs work really well on piano as well so you can get uh, just get the percussion stuff, and obviously do do quite a lot of um, I wind up getting getting asked to do a lot of dance music stuff because I've got like, despite you know despite the kind of music that the Ragamuffins as a band make, you know, yeah. Normally, I've got like I, I do like me synths, so I've got to get the get get to like muck about doing uh, like Zombie Nation and things like that, which is just funny. And so, but people yeah people live off it and like have a have a great laugh in there. So, so do you know? As I, I think I read somewhere that you're from, is it Clitheroe? Yes, well, yes. I live over, I live over Wally Way, which is like one of the one of the little villages near there. And how so did you my, turn into a red being from there? Then let's let's say this. Well, it's so so. All, well, everybody, everybody has this. So all all, all my family's sort of like Liverpool based, and like historically. So my mum was sort of Walton slash. Uh, like Norris Green sort of area, you know, growing up near Broadway and everything. My dad was, my dad's actually a blue, believe it or not. So, oh. um, yeah, he was like born on Scotty Road and everything. Must be so proud. <laughs> well, 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 this is it, you know, obviously with it being like, a ch- with, with, with it being a charity, it's like, yeah, he's, yeah, it's, it's, he's, he's, yeah, he's probably responsible for half the play. <laughs> but also, Bobby's never scored against them. So I don't know whether he's just trying to do, you know, he's trying, he's trying he's to show solidarity. Yeah, he's trying to do solidarity with the cause. Yeah, so it's, it's obviously, I, I was forever getting uh, Liverpool annuals and things as a kid. Yeah, to be honest, he gave me the, the first signed thing I ever got was a programme that Bruce Grobelar signed because she was the secretary for his solicitors when he was doing his uh, his, his legal case, which wow. we won't mention. <laughs> nope, but, keep away from that yeah, one. <laughs> yeah, step away from that one. But um, yeah, so I got a, so I got a signed, pro, I got a signed programme and all that. 
And I think there was another time when my nan was in my nan was in hospital having some having something done, and there was a lad there was a lad in there. It was like oh, I, I, I work I work at Melwood. Basically, got a poster, and so I got a signed poster of the nineteen ninety team, which is still like one of my prized possessions. Oh, definitely. Like, yeah. So it's like I'm. I mean, I'm waiting to find out one day. I'll probably like I'll, I'll chat to like someone and be like, yeah, is this any other? That's not my signature. <laughs> The lad will probably just gone round the corner, gone. Oh, you know, I've made this. I've made this little old lady feel dead happy about the fact that I've done her a favour. As long as she was happy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I, I I was thrilled with it as a kid. Oh, you know, we just yeah. Even if it isn't, we'll pretend. So I seen something about you doing like a tour, a, a tour of America, or doing a couple of dates in America. Is that happening, or how did yeah, that happen? Well, it it will be, but I think that for the short term, because of the flight kind of issues. Yeah. It, we, it was meant to be a Thursday until Monday thing, and it's just the fact the fact they've had to move the flights for us. Yeah. Um, Very minimal, aren't they? At the it, minute. Yeah, and it's just hitting a point where for this one, I think we're just gonna we're gonna have to step out. From yeah. it. but obviously we're going to be doing one next year for them when they kind of run you know run the event again obviously we went yeah. to vancouver went to vancouver for with, with the cop connect sort of event last last november which was just insane i mean it wasn't helped by the fact that about two weeks before two weeks before we went obviously applying for all the visas you've got you've still got all the covid hoops to jump through at that point Mm. where you've got to get like a test before you fly and everything and will our drummer decides that he wants to break not only one but both of his arms <sighs> so he was on he, he, the other band that he plays for um called uh, bethlehem bethlehem casuals he was um he was on tour with them and he was skateboarding in bath after a show when he'd obviously had a few jars at, at least and um <laughs> yeah obviously I'd, i i never you never really think of someone like bath is hilly but apparently bath is very hilly and um yeah, he just kind of was going down the hill too fast, came off, and he was like, Oh, oh my arm. So knew he'd broken one arm. So he, he tried to phone an ambulance, like, oh, are you gonna be waiting at least like an hour? So he phones an Uber, the Uber turns up and he goes oh to God. open the door of the Uber with his other arm. And he's like, he gets to the hospital and he's broken both of his arms. Recovered well though. Yeah, he's there. Uh, that's the fourth time he's broken an arm since he's been our drummer. It's wow. just like yeah, it's like some achievement to be fair. Yeah, but, um, it's not even drumming. <laughs> no, but yeah, exactly. He's not. He wasn't even drumming. So yeah, he's, he's done. You know, he's he's done. I think one one of them he did. What one of them he did in lockdown, uh, like initially, like at the start of it. So it wasn't wasn't the worst time, and that it could yeah. have been. It's like you're not going to be doing anything for the next couple of months anyway. So you might as well just sit around and like yeah, wait for it to get better. So yeah, so we so we so we had to find. We basically just had to had to put a call out for like any drummer that we knew who one was able to do. That COVID task two could learn that the Liverpool set in a week. And well, three, um, well, obviously four was like, well, three gets have a passport because yeah. you know loads of people have just gone. Ah, oh, well, we're not going to be travelling anywhere for a couple of years. Not going to bother doing my passport. And obviously, if you didn't have a passport at that point, you weren't getting one. So it's like, have you got a passport? So um, one of our mates, uh, a guy called Ruben, who literally lives about two minutes away from Old Trafford. Mm. He kind of gets in contact, and I'm like, you know, are you all right with this? It's like, you know, and he's like, he's like, I've got, I've not really kind of, I'm not really interested in football. I'm a basketball man. Oh, so like, perfect. So anyway, yeah, so we'll go around to your, go around to your flat. We'll do the rehearsal. So we're rehearsing all the Liverpool songs for the gig in his flat in Old Trafford. Like, this is a song called the Lay Lay Lay. It's just kind of 
no, don't play it loud. Why? I won't have any windows by the end of it. Crazy how it all came together. And obviously did the gig. And he was he was brilliant. So just <laughs> got to go got, got to go there. And I think that when we kind of finished the set with um, Bill Thompson, Roy Evans, get up and like sing the last couple of songs with us, having a dance around. And oh, it's just it's absolutely bonkers. We went to the went to the Vancouver Whitecaps game, and Brad Smith, Brad Smith was playing for this for Seattle's team. It's crazy. So yeah, you know, it's just it, it, but that's a, it's it's just been like an incredible sort of like journey. The whole the we're doing that, and hopefully it's not the end of it. I mean, we keep seeing you go from like strength to strength and see us in different places, maybe on the club's preseason yeah. tours, things I mean, like that. Oh well, yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, well, this is it. I mean, obviously, they've not been to America on the preseason tour for a couple of years now. So, um, yeah, so might be something, might be something on the cards regarding that next year. We'll we'll see. But we've please. obviously we're, we're looking <laughs> to like do some. Yeah, please, please, hint, hint. No, but um, yeah, so we'll yeah, we're we're looking we're looking at doing like because yeah. the funny thing was before right before season your happened, we would just done the most recent sort of EP. We we were kind of putting that out. And it was sort of like, it was a bit of a weird one because obviously when you're putting a record out, you do all the promo and you try and give yourself as much time to get it out to all the radio stations and everything as you possibly can, which is great. And then obviously the, the opportunity to do the season your thing came up and it sort of overshadowed it to the point where we had our, we had a record, a kind of record release like scheduled in for the, for the Friday when it came out. And obviously everyone was like retweeting it. I think like Carragher was retweeting it and everything. And Brilliant. So I'm like, I was trying to be useful and I had my set list on my phone. And obviously, you know, the way you obviously get your notifications coming down. Yeah. So I'm just going to read my set list here. So it's like, it's like absolutely. So I had to apologise to the audience for being antisocial. But it was, it was, yeah, it was a dead nice little uh, thing. But even then, the, the Wednesday before it came, the Wednesday before the final, we'd, We'd booked in to do a, a show at the Everyman, yeah. And with it being before a cup final, it was dead. <laughs> it's absolutely <laughs> dead. So we, because I think the day after we were filming this thing for for LFC TV, we never at that point we'd never played the we'd never played the song as the full sort of like band. We obviously played it with like the the, the three piece that we put the, the three piece part of it that, that plays on match days. We'd done it as a four piece. But we'd never done it with like all the brass live, all the sort of like second guitar and everything. And so we go, so we just announced it going, okay, yeah. So if you haven't heard already, we put out a charity single. So apologies to any blues in the audience, but it's obviously going to go to like a good cause, everything like this. And so the lady was running the, the lady was running the venue, filmed it. And then obviously on the Saturday night, she's like, Jesus Christ, you know, these guys are playing to about like 20 people in my bar the other night. And it's, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's just it, it's just absolutely insane that that part of it as well. So yeah, obviously I've never been in a band. I don't I don't know that, but you can't just go immediately into selling out venues. You can't immediately oh, go God. massive fan bases. So you you've got to you know you've got to go from somewhere, haven't you? Especially cup final day, everyone's out on the air, aren't they? <laughs> so it's like, but obviously we'd booked the gig in months before, so we'd had all the things sort of sorted out, and then obviously people are just like dropping like flies and going, well, yeah. you know. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be in Spain, or like I'm. I'm having a big weekend, so I'm not gonna be going. So, what can you do? Um, which you know, to a point is because you know, especially when you do it, when you're planning gigs, you, you've got to you, you've got to sort of look at the football schedule. I mean, I mean, it makes it it makes it a little bit easier actually doing match day gigs, if anything, 
because it means that you know you, you, you at least know what's going on yeah it's true. so when you're booking like a little tour you're not going to be like well we're going to be struggling then yeah it, it, it's made it it's made it a little bit easier the like year or so yeah we're just trying to think of like what we're going to call the next record um so the best the best one so far that we've got is um the um there's a um i've, I've kind of written about my mum and dad growing up so there's a thing there's a thing so you know guy garvey's an elbow yeah yeah so um so he, he he was saying that he'd done a thing recording his mum and dad talking about growing up and everything. I was like, well, I feel like I can do one, not do one better in terms of getting one up on him, but like I think of doing one better in terms of like writing songs about like things that they had, you know, they 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 had growing up and everything. And yeah, so sometimes they call it in honor of the Kink Record, the Village Green Preservation Society. And they call it the Norris Green Preservation Society. <laughs> so we did some stickers a couple of years ago for like you know, when we brought out Never Rains on Mossley Hill. Yeah. With like the, the Mossley Hill sort of like sign as you're going in. So I'm like trying to think of something to do with like the bridge on like the, you know, the, the, the bridge on Brook. Yeah. So I'm trying to I'm trying to think of a way of getting that on a sticker or on an album cover or on a t-shirt. So got it that's me um that's my next sort of like artwork related plan we asked our guests to choose their ultimate five aside team who they've seen live playing for liverpool let's find out what they said Play, so players i've seen for yeah. liverpool yeah right okay right well i'm i'm, I'm gonna go slightly so i think there's only one but there's only one place to start i think the best keeper that we've certainly had in my lifetime as Allison, yeah. and, and, and also the fact that he's so good with his feet. I mean, I suppose it depends on your five-a-side rules. It's like, you know, if it's five-a-side where he can come out of the box, then you're thinking, my God, he's going to be scoring. He's going to be scoring himself. <laughs> but yeah, so he, but even then, even if he's got his, his distribution with his, with his, with his throws is, is, dare I say it, Schmeichel-esque. It's unreal. It's like, yeah. you just, the way the way he kind of gets attacks going and like distributes the ball out is is it's it's um, it's, it's the kind of thing that we're envious of like years ago and he's just he's just unreal. Yeah, he's um, the vocal point, isn't he, at the back? But then you kind of thinking, well, it's five aside. I mean, obviously the obvious choice would be to say Virgil, but I'm thinking you don't need a centre half. It's five aside. It's like <laughs> so. I'm going to go. I'm going to say you have Gerard as a pivot because he played as a pivot. Because it's sort because of, and obviously the, the th- everything else he can give you in terms of his his sort of goals and his range of passing and his dynamism, I think he I think he could do a brilliant job there. And then I think you want in, in five side, I think you want you want legs, you want so you want lots of willing to give you space, yeah. but you want movement as well. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stay on brand and I'm gonna put Firmino in my five side team because why wouldn't you? So I'm gonna go Firmino. Uh, I'm gonna go Suarez. Got movement as well. You can kind of play off the left, so you could play Firmino, sort of like right drifting. Suarez off the left, and then I'm gonna go Salah, just because he's just an absolute goal machine. So it's an incredibly attacking team. Thinking that if you've you've, you've got a goalkeeper like Allison like playing at the back, you've got Gerard playing as a pivot. I think you're gonna do all right. Yeah, especially with them around him. I think he, oh, I think Gerard would let you have that one as well. <laughs> Wouldn't have to do yeah, anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just like in, in being able to give the ball to players as they move off him. I mean, if you're playing as like, if you're playing like two at the back, I think you go, you, you go Van Dyke and then one other. And then you can only pick two attackers. So you're thinking, my God, you know, you might be, you, you might never concede a goal, but you're then having to pick two attackers from the, the players that we've had in the last like 20 years. And you're like, 
yeah, yeah I, to be honest, I, I like the way you've done that because obviously everyone goes with the sta- with Virgil and I go yeah. with Virgil myself. I think it's more just because I'm in awe of the man. don't think you can really argue if you've got Gerard sat there because the other ones, they don't stop running. So yeah. I don't think he'd have to do much running anyway. No, exactly. Yeah, it's, you forget just how incredible he was. It, yeah. Like, because like, there's there's players now and uh, who kind of are equated to him and I think the closest is the Bruyne. Because because of, yeah. because he's he is he is a mon- as well as well as everything that he brings technically, is is he's got like a he's he's got a physique now. I don't know whether he's quite at the physical level that Gerard that Gerard was. He's but, as close as he gets, I mean, isn't he? He's, he's as close as it gets. Yeah. Um, Just a shame they've got him. But even that, I mean, you think you think that he was considered a flop when he signed. It was like it was obviously a Chelsea flop that they signed for like big money. Look at what he's done. He's a he's a he's a big red, isn't he? or he was as a kid. Michael Owen was his favourite player. Get him, get him. Chief I'm sure, yeah, again, could have a little word with him. Know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> come on, come on, Kat. right, Jags. That has been spot on. Um, appreciate your time today, mate, and I hope things go bigger and better for the um, not only for yourself but for the band as well. Thank you very much. Yeah. So Cheers. I'm sure we'll catch up soon, and I'll be um I'll be in Hotel Anfield to see you smash it. Fantastic. Yeah. See you there. Thanks to everyone for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to follow our social media, twitter.com slash the road end pod, and also our Instagram page, instagram.com forward slash the road end pod.